Hey everybody, it's me, Acard, here with another arguably awesome podcast special solo edition. Today on this nice afternoon, which is a Sunday when I'm recording this, we're going to be talking a little bit of Oregon history. Me and my friend Airflow and I, we will of course talk about some Oregon history and little things here and there that are special to us that are still here or no longer existing in the Portland metro area. So yeah, um, let's dig in to the arguably awesome pop. So, for those of you who don't know much about the Oregon Trail, it was a trail that went from Missouri to Oregon, exploring the rest of the United States. It wasn't even a trail, to be honest. It was ruts and uh, broken road. It, yeah, we didn't have pavement sidewalks back then um, in the 1800s. Uh, the U.S. formed isn't even 200 years old yet, or almost a little over 200 years, something like that. We're, we're the youngest country in the world, and we pillaged everybody to get it. How sad and disgusting is that? Um, the things you find out when you're older that you were told in school that weren't true. <laughs> I went to a private school, so when we celebrated Thanksgiving, it was told that in a nice way for kids, you know, the pilgrims came over and uh, the Indians welcomed them with food and fruits. We exchanged hugs and kisses, and that wasn't true. But, uh, you know, with... Uh, PC stuff happening nowadays, you know, the truth is able to be out there, and unlike Japan, they're still not, to my knowledge, uh, owning up to uh, World War One. It's like it doesn't exist. So there's people that do find out because of research, and there's people that just say it didn't, it wasn't real. It's like North Korea trying to hide all the truth out there and really uh, isolate everybody. I mean, we're not getting political or anything, but, you know, just stuff, you know, history. History needs to be maintained. You can't erase the past. The past is in the past for a reason. We can't cancel it. So if you're a part of cancel culture, you have to get over it because you can't cancel the past. Without the past, we don't learn from our mistakes. It's like it never exists. So something like this could happen again. And then it just creates arguments and whatnot. So the past is in the past. We can talk about it. We can leave it back there. But it's up to us to change the future and maintain our history. I am not a part of cancel culture. I am a part of preserving history, be it good or bad, to learn from and to educate. That's what life's about. So we got to remember that. We got we to be united. We got to be one work together. But uh, that little uh, tidbit behind us, um, Oregon Trail. I, I'm from Portland, Oregon. Airflow's from Portland, Oregon. Um, let's see. Um, I'll plug in some museums and places you can go if you're in the Oregon-Portland metro area because there's some museums and sites that you can go to that were the end of the Oregon Trail. How lucky. It was the end was here. The end is nigh. Um, Oregon Trail, you will be familiar with that tile. If you grew up in the 90s, you'll remember the PC floppy disk, the Oregon Trail. I would say don't get your information from the Disney Pocahontas or the novel because, you know, John Smith and oh, Pocahontas, a little romance going on. Um, don't, don't get your information. If you are, I'm going to be lower. Don't stop now. 
uh, get your information from that game will probably be the most accurate, or uh, biographies written by historians or something. <laughs> a lot of death happened on the Oregon Trail. That game's a little frustrating because you either make it or you don't. But it was like that. It, it was pretty grueling and gruesome uh, trek across the United States. So, um, yeah, that game is hilarious. You need to look on the channel I'm about to plug somebody. Brutal Moose. He does reviews of food, uh, VHS thrift store pickups where you find out what's on the VHS tape, uh, dead malls, uh, PC games mostly, uh, Brutal Moose, Brutal Foods, Brutal Reviews. Just check out Brutal Moose on YouTube. He's worth it. He's from Seattle, so he's somewhat local. I would love to get him on the show and just rattle his brain. But he played that game, so I'll link his video to the description below this video and some Oregon historical sites that you can check out if you're interested in going there and learning a little bit of history because I'm not going to cover everything. There's only so much I can do. Um, but thank you for joining the podcast today. Um, so before I show you this, my ancestors were on the Oregon Trail and I have a piece of history with me that is from the 1800s and I have a diary that's not related but from an ancestor from over 200 years ago in this diary. It's written in German, German ancestor, great, great, great grandfather, times three. So let me read a little bit about history. If you're not interested in learning, um, uh, well, then yeah, you don't have to. But here I have something. Basic facts about the Oregon Trail. I'm reading it from my phone. So this is from the blm.gov website. And it's free for everybody, so that's why I'm reading it. The National Historical Trail Interpretive Center. It's oregontrail.blm.gov. And if you want to call them, it's 541-523-1843. So let's read a little bit. Uh, this is about three pages, so bear with me. The Oregon Trail was a wagon road stretching 2,170 miles from the Missouri to Oregon Willamette Valley. It was not a road in any modern sense, only parallel ruts leading across endless prairie, sagebrush, desert, and mountains. From the 1840s through the 1880s, thousands trekked westward carrying only a few belongings and supplies for the journey and setting on the western frontier forever changing the american west lewis and clark being sent out by theodore roosevelt to explore this land and then having a native american woman i don't know if it was by force or by um her own free will which we took away <laughs> sacagawea who later fell in love with john smith i don't know how much of that is true I need to really, I haven't learned about the Oregon Trail since I was in uh, early elementary. So, yeah, bear with me. Um, let's see. Maps and reports published information about landscapes and resources. Fur trading posts began to spring up throughout the interior. John Jacob Astor, John Jacob Astor, John Jacob Jingle Hammersmith, you know, of the American Fur Company established Astoria on the West Coast in 1811, and the next year sent Robert Stewart eastward with an elevation of 7,000 feet and easy grades which allowed passage through this barrier. Stewart's route would ultimately become the Oregon Trail. Oh man, uh, do I really wanna read all this? Maybe, <laughs> let's see. I'm gonna post these links so you guys can read them in the description if you know you're a nerd or you're just interested in history. So I'm gonna skip down. Uh, I don't wanna read the whole thing. 
Throughout the 1840s, politicians in the East advocated for settlements in the West, negotiated treaties, solidifying claims, and establishing land grants for settlers. In July 1843, provisional government of the Oregon became a U.S. territory in 1848. The Donation Land Law of 1850 formalized the land law granting a frequently over the next... It is so small, I'm skipping sentences. So you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I sound so stupid right now. Ah. Uh, um, basically, I thought this would tell about Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. Not to be confused with Lois and Clark, that Superman, Lois Lane, the new adventures of Superman TV show back in the 90s. Lewis and Clark Expedition. So Lewis and Clark Expedition, also known as the Corpse of Discovery Expedition, was the United States expedition to cross the newly acquired western portion of the United States after the Louisiana Purchase, between 1804 and 1806, it was a two-year thing. The distance was 8,000 miles. Could you imagine that? On the Oregon Trail, if you played the PC floppy disk game, I like floppy disk, it just sounds funny. You remember, a lot of diseases come around, a lot of wagon wheels broken, and this would happen if you hit a ditch in dry land or rock, those wagon wheels can get moist. You like that word, moist? And break. Or if you hit it hard enough through rough road, you know, it's going to be tough. You got to you gotta waste a day. And could you imagine that? Wasting a day, getting low in position. When are you going to get to the next town? Turning butter, like uh, Weird Al said in the Amish Paradise. It ain't going to be easy. A lot of people getting ill. And if you remember Red Dead Redemption, a lot of those scams where they're selling potions and tonics. Stuff like that did happen. That's true. Red Dead Redemption uses a lot of facts and history. And implemented in a comedic way in some some sorts. I think they kind of amplified it though a little bit, get a little bit extra. But yeah, they they would be on snake oils and all this stuff. Sometimes that stuff works. Sometimes it just didn't. Don't use it on zombies. The zombies DLC. Don't don't believe any of that crap. But yeah, yeah. I would say, in my opinion, maybe it's not fact, but in my opinion, if you're in the early stages of some kind of thing illness disease maybe you can fight it off mostly or entirely with whatever you had but if it's too late on you're dead you either survived or you died we didn't have all these high-tech doctors and gadgets and gizmos as we do now obviously it was a very different time it was pretty much a scary time if you think about it I mean, it's kind of scary and overwhelming but i wonder if people felt that way back then because you know they didn't have a lot of cures, a lot of resolve to fix something. So you either screwed, it was pretty much you're fucked. Steve Martin, air, planes, trains, and automobiles, give me a fucking car right fucking now, this fucking minute, and I'm fucking pissed. And then she's like, you're fucked. <laughs> little, uh, little, uh, movie. Uh, line for you right there but yeah i would have been scared for sure speaking of ancestors though our ancestors our forefathers they'd be turning in their graves if they saw how the world was right now i got this i'm gonna try to scan this later but we got this little piece of history it's called the family record um i'm really trying to make sure this gets a nice oh man we cannot get a good focus on this if we get ah there we go so yeah, we got a family record, um, trying to get in there. 
my ancestors drew that. I don't know who in particularly drew and wrote these things, but it has names, dates, a little bit of drawings, stars. Um, and this is original. Ink pen, old style, you know. And this uh, board is very old because I think it's from like the, over 50 years old. So you can see some star drawings, some stuff like that. Um, but yeah, let's read what it says. So it says on the side, I'm just going to read a little bit of everything here and there. Ugh, I wrecked it. My mom's going to be pissed. Truth of reason. To love utility and divine ability. Action in grace to the glory of liberty. Clarity, patience, holiness, faith. Love and union, how divine. Heaven, endless and blank of economy. Turmoil with pure religion. Us uh, is heaven. Religion is heaven. Um, dream, 18th. Music, Absalom and Emmeline, Baron. Ah, these are people's names. So, Dr. Eeg. Justice, Mere, Wright, Columbus, Egg. I don't know. This is just some interesting stuff here. Chronology and humanity from the true character of man. Philosophy. Defense of the rights of man by the good old Bible plan. And the bird of paradise will sing to nations. Uh, I know this was written by a man named Robbins. Friendship and love. All above. United States of the Revolution. 13. To this. Okay, now we're going to get to the other part. I'm going to read the other stuff later. To this, let just men, the millennium, affiliate. Nathaniel, son of William, and Bethia Robbins, born April 3rd, 1793. Nancy, daughter of Abraham and Mary, born June 8th, 1797. Harriet Robbins, born November 10th, 1814. I would say this goes all the way to the mid or late 1800s. Wow. Request General Arrowwood, Black Root May Apple, The Roots Red Pure. Uh, I'm really trying to read this. Gum Aroline, or Better in the Earth of Bonnet Set. It is hard to read this, but it's a part of history. So I'll, I'll show it one more time. Let's see if we can get really close on it. Get a good zoom. Oh, man. Th this camera, I swear. Ah, uh, there we go. So, yeah, I'm going to get a... Yeah, I'm going to kind of zoom in so you can see that history. I'm going to have to put this in the frame, and I pray to God I don't wreck it. And right down here, if anybody can read this, please let me know. Freeze the camera. Let me know. But this is a lot of stuff. 
to be uh to be had in my hand on my fingers or I cleaned my hands before touching that because I didn't want to get oil on them. And uh, there is an Oregon Historical Museum. I'll post the the website. It has the address and the phone number if you're interested in going. And I got this this coin from there. State of Oregon, 1895. That's when we were established. And on the other side, we have the um, oh, hold on, let me get it. Uh, can we get it? Can we get it? There we go. End of the Oregon Trail coin. I have to clean it up because it was a little bit stained and old. This is over 20 years old. I would say it's 22, 23, maybe even 24 years old. Got it in the late 90s, I believe, or very, or 2000. But yeah, they sold these commemorative uh, coins. And I got one just to commemorate the thing. But yeah, there's also an end of Oregon Trail somewhere in I want to say Pass Hill in Wilsonville, Salem or Wilsonville. I could be totally wrong about that, but that is there. Um, it has a, you couldn't miss it driving on the highway because there's a big wagon tent you go inside that has history and actual clothing, uh, housing utilities, uh, fabrics, everything that was used on the Oregon Trail. So you have an idea of what it was like, what how rough life was. You think you have it rough now. I mean, people... In the old days, before the 1900s, it was pretty rough. Y you lived like a woodsman anywhere you go. I mean, my grandfather was born in 1916. I got his 1990 Toyota Camry. He got, gave it to me as a gift before he passed in 2016 at the age of 100. He lived through the Dust Bowl. He lived through World War One, Two, Vietnam War, the Gulf War. He lived through a lot of things, a lot of changes in the world, technology, everything you name it he he he's seen it change and uh, i got a piece of history with me i got his world war ii uh photo he took in a sailor outfit with his buddy i looked just like him in the photo um but yeah oregon trail y you want an in-depth look on that i recommend you look it up but now going off of the oregon trail because this is we're talking about history of the past as far as my family goes is concerned we have a uh Is this the right Bible? This is not the right book. This is the wrong book. I stand. I stand corrected. This is the right book. I had to re uh, confirm with my mother, but uh, it's an old book from 1809, over 200 years ago. So I have two things from the 1800s here. Um, if you see that, um, you can tell it's a feather pen, a quill. And it says 1809. Uh, I might have to re turn the camera because I think the words are backwards. Um, God. Look at all this. I can't read this. Look at this. Can we get a good look on this? I think we can. There we go. Some old writing. Very old writing. If you can read any of that, let me know. Pause the video. I'm trying to say Leah is in for Zingfrau. I'm trying to see if I can read any of these words, and I might be saying them wrong. Because they might not even be the words, but there's some umlauts in here. Those are the two dots over the U. Or an N. 
auf, and this might be old German too. But look how old this book is. You can just see how torn and tattered it is. I'm really trying to, uh, there we go, get the, uh, yeah, it's really been used pretty much. Do you ever like to open up those books and go, smells old? No, actually, old pages like that, when you smell it and you smell those books from like the 60s, 70s, or 80s, you're like, wow, I smell like I'm there all over again, and I was never there. Oh, what's this? Oh, There's some doodling in the back of the book. Wasn't me. Let's say on the back. M.K. Mills, W.K. Kersham. Ah, Clear Creek, Oregon. So Kersham is uh, my German family's name. We would used to have uh, German family gathering picnics every uh, summer when I was a kid back in the 90s up to the 2000s. And the last one I'd have to say I was at was in the late 2000s. Probably 2007 or 8 was my last Christian gathering. So we haven't met in a long time. They have all these books and uh, history, photos. Uh, it's like these big, thick binders, laminated pages of family history, names, written documentation such as this. Um that we share, we reminisce. Uh, I unfortunately didn't take part in that. I, I would overhear it though, because I was a kid. I played with other kids at the creek or the lake or whatever picnic area we would rent out in the countryside of Clackamas County. But uh, yeah, well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining my special solo podcast on the Oregon Trail and some family history of mine. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Oh, I hate saying that. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I'll erase that. Maybe I'll leave it in. I don't know. But do check us out on all our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, Discord, Twitch. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Facebook? Did I already say that? YouTube, definitely. So if you'd like to listen to the show, we're on all major platforms that stream podcasts. And if you want to watch the show for an extra laugh or extra entertainment because you're a visual person, check out the video of our podcast at Arguably Awesome Podcast on YouTube. And you just type in Arguably Awesome Podcast anywhere else you'd like to find us. Okay. Make a like a hi, make a hiney hiney ho. Ooh, hello. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Whether you're promoting products, have something you want to say to the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Mm -mm. Podcasting is fun, cheap, and an easy way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all major podcast directories within minutes of wrapping up recording, and it even includes a website, analytics, promotion tools, and custom audio players, and more. Once you've uploaded to Buzzsprout, you can track your stats across directories like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so on. All you need to get started is a quiet space, a pair of headphones, and some of those ASMR speaking tones. You know, sometimes like the coast really gets turned on when they hear it. <laughs> That's right. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters 
already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the description or show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. It gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, which also helps support our show and many others. Get out there and start creating.